I am Sally Button Mitchell, and you are listening to Sally B Explains Chemistry. The question I have is how do I know Katie Hunt? Well, I follow her on Twitter at Katie Chemist, and we meet at the American Chemical Society meetings twice a year to discuss chemical education and the American Association of Chemistry Teachers, also known as AACT. She is a big supporter of teachers. And I invited her as a guest for Education Night in Syracuse a few years ago, and she gave an inspirational talk on a project she did in the City of Brotherhood, Philadelphia, PA. Here is an exclusive interview I did this past summer in San Diego at one of our national meetings. It was hard to pin her down, so here goes. Tell us about yourself, Katie. I'm Katie Hunt, and I'm one of seven children. My dad was a chemist, and so I have to say, no pun intended, but I really bonded with my dad through chemistry. We used to read Lang's Handbook of Chemistry and Physics, and I used to ask him things like, Dad, why do they put salt on the roads in the winter? And then he would draw out, you know, and explain freezing point depression, and what is a melting point, and and just all of these physical measurements, and, and it just, I just loved it. So my dad was always a member of the American Chemical Society, always had CNE news on the coffee table, among other things. And so actually, I, I remember being called and asked, of course, I was a member of the, I was a chemistry major in college, and I joined the American Chemical Society when I, that was just what you did. I mean, you're a professional. And uh, so when I graduated from college, I became a member. I went to graduate school, but fast forward, I'm working at Roman Haas and I get a phone call. And it's from the, the head of nominating in elections. And would I be willing to run for president of the American Chemical Society? Wow, that was, that was just amazing. And uh, so long story short, I did and I won, and I was the sixth woman to be elected president. And I remember, though, before I ran, I called my graduate advisor, and I said, I've been asked to run for president of the American Chemical Society. And he said, okay, bask in the glory. You have 10 seconds. Now we're done. What's your agenda? And I thought, what's my agenda? Why is the American Chemical Society gonna be different? because you were president. So I said, I'll have to get back to you. I hung up the phone. Now, did you have a theme or some kind of? So then I went off and, and I thought about what was my theme. And I thought about, well, what do I believe in right now, today? And I, believe, I believed in education, science education, chemistry education. I believed in collaboration, working together to get things done, and I believed in innovation. And so I said, all right, it's education of who? Legislators, the media, the public, the next generation. It's collaboration because none of us can do this alone. And what's the end product? It's innovation. It's recreating our companies, our universities, all of our schools, and ourselves to be ready for the future because 
We need chemists and chemistry professionals because we need clean water. We need abundant and healthy food. We need renewable, clean energy. And we need good, solid science for health, for human health, for animal health, for the health of the planet. Well, I, I do know that you do a lot with sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I remember a talk that you had given to my local section. You had come for education night. And you talked about a project in Philadelphia that you worked on. Could you elaborate on that? So that was the coolest block contest. And that all started because I was the corporate sustainability director for Roman Haas. I served on the mayor's sustainability advisory board. That was Mayor Nutter. And we put together a sustainability plan for the city of Philadelphia. And, and one of the goals was around energy. And one of the specific projects was, or targets, was to get 15% of the housing in Philadelphia to have cool roofs, air sealing, and insulation by a certain point in time. And I said, you know, I could help with that. I could work with people to make that happen because the company I worked for, Dow Chemical, we made insulation, air sealing, and Roman Haas had invented the, the solar reflective materials that you painted on your roof to make them cool roofs, to make them solar reflective. So we said, let's put together a team. Let's put together a nonprofit. That was the ECA. We put together the Office of Sustainability in the city of Philadelphia. We got the Dow Foundation and Dow experts and scientists involved with doing this. And yes, we held a contest. I'm a PhD chemist, not someone who does contests. But I tell you, the, the, the energy of the people involved in this project and the, the, the lawyers we got involved to construct this contest and the but really, the real winners and the real, the real players were the, the citizens of Philadelphia who, it turns out there are 400,000 row homes in Philadelphia. And they're on blocks that, are, that have block captains that report into a group that reports into the mayor for communication. So the mayor communicated this contest and 70 different blocks in the city competed to get their block to win. And uh, it was the 1200 block of Wolf Street that won. And, and the winners, they not only got the energy audits in the beginning before they got the retrofit, but they got energy audits after to show them just how improved their homes were. And then we had a block contest, I mean a block party. Philadelphia is famous for its block parties. And we had a, we had a, a band and the mayor came. And uh, actually one of the really fabulous things in terms of science is that when after you can go to the web and see the pictures of the roofs all white. And uh, when they measured the temperature on a hot day, on the roofs and down at the street from comparing their street with a street that didn't have cool roofs, it was a four degree difference just because of reflecting the heat away from the neighborhood. It was, it was so exciting and, and people, actually we interviewed people and in the, um, in the winter, mm. 
There was one, one neighbor who said, well, you know, because we interviewed them after the fact, and she said, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed in one thing. I lost my wine cooler. And we, we, I said, I'm not following you. How did, how did you lose your wine cooler? She goes, well, my bedroom was so much warmer in the winter after it was insulated. Before, I used to be able to just keep my white wine bottle in the front corner of my bedroom, and it would be so cold. It would be chilled. And I said, she goes, but that was a small thing to lose. Now, the reason I asked you if it was metric units Fahrenheit yes. or Celsius was because when I first met you, yes. I think it was back in 2010, Yes. and we were at a dinner, and you listened to me, and you came up to me afterwards, and you heard that I was trying to do something with the metric system. I don't remember exactly what you said to me, but you gave me the encouragement mm -hmm. and the hope. And, and I just wanted to thank you for that because I have pushed forward because of you. So. Wow, that's wonderful. And, and I probably have pushed forward with more talks and to, to classrooms because I know you. Well, thank you, thank you. And, and I understand you're a teacher now. I did. Yes. I, I was teaching at the University of Virginia at the School of Engineering, School of Engineering and Applied Science. And yes, I was the Halsey professor. It was wonderful. The students were amazing. They actually, when I remember my first day of class, they said, no, you're making us work. You're supposed to lecture. We're just supposed to take notes. I said, this isn't going to be like any class you ever had. This is about real life. Do you have any advice for teachers, especially chemistry teachers? I think I've learned more from teachers and more from students than sometimes I think I've shared with them. But I, I think one of the, the best people that I've learned things from is John Moore. And I think he's at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He's very involved with the Journal of Chemical Education. And he's someone that I usually turn to, and journal articles I usually turn to. But I think if I had advice, I would say one, look to other teachers for best practices, and look to AACT, the American Association of Chemistry Teachers. But I think also listen to your students, because if you're just teaching to give them something without meeting them where they are, you're not gonna be as effective as if you meet them where they are. Thank you, Katie, for the wonderful chance to interview you. And I want to end this podcast with Katie's response to a question that she was asked in Business Insider back in 2013. The question was, what is your favorite element? And I just loved her response because her favorite element changed chemistry forever. Ode to O2 by Katie Hunt. Oxygen. Because of you, I can survive. Because of you, I am alive. With every yoga breath I take, with every scuba dive I make, with every tire I inflate, I think that you, oh too, are great. With every glass of H2O I drink, it's of you and hydrogen that I think.
kudos to you for forming water. We could not live without this daughter. Thank you, O2, for being you. Thank you for listening.